Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me for another edition of the Bob Sullivan Show. Today I have on with me for the third birthday of the Bob Sullivan Show I have on with me, Jabari Davis from BasketballInsiders.com. Jabari, how are you doing today? Man, you know, it's an absolute pleasure, and congratulations on reaching your third, you know, your third anniversary. Thank you. It's uh, It's been a wild ride. Um, you've been, <laughs> you know, it's been... Uh, Three years of kind of uh, you know hits and misses as far as tweets, inappropriate <laughs> tweets, and uh, you know we've had kind of a wild ride ourselves. Yeah, some of those late night shows, which you know, hey, look, they're public record. I, 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 but all I can say is it was a different time in life. But it, it's been, mm. it's honestly, it's been great being on with you for these past few years. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's odd. Yeah, the first, I would say, like, what was it, probably the first 10 or 12 that we ever did back in the YouTube days were oh either wildly wildly inappropriate or completely forgotten at some point. Yeah, pretty much, but you know what? They were all stepping stones to get to, get, to, get to where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> at least that's my spin on it. That's, uh, I'm, that, that's my story. I'm going to stick to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, th- those are some shows that, you know, I, the the funny thing is, is I still have, you know, I, I do my show on Spreaker and then I do uh, LateNightSportsRadio.com and I still do it on Blog Talk from time to time. Um, but the YouTube ones, which is how I got started, those mm-hmm. are like, those are still out there, but I don't have access to them. I lost my YouTube account password and I haven't been able to access those shows for a while. And those were some of the better ones where where we were just you know, spouting off at the hip. Yeah, I, I can't get it unlocked. I gotta figure out what my email address was that I was using for that for YouTube. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Well, one day one day may hopefully we'll be able to look back on it and say like, geez, this this is what we started at <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh yeah it's uh We've come a little bit of a ways. I think both of us have grown up. I've cut down on the swearing on Twitter, I think, which is probably a good thing. Significantly. Significantly. Yeah. Yeah. For, for those was, listeners out there that, don't, that, don't, that didn't know Bob you know, back in the day, let's just say it was a combination of, I don't know, Marv Albert on his worst day you know, in, in terms of uh, you know, swearing mixed with a little bit of uh, Andrew Dice Clay. I think I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> minus minus the leather jacket and minus the biting a woman. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I wasn't going to get into your personal situation. You know. <laughs> uh, what was your initial for, uh, opinion of me? I thought this guy, first of all, he's lying to me, telling me he's only like 20 years old because I was like, you sound like a guy. <laughs> you came across as a guy that was – at least in his thirties, you know, been doing it for a while. Uh, but beyond that, you know, it was, it, it was, you, you know, me, I was, a uh, in, in a sense, bright eyed and bushy tailed, didn't really know any better. So I, you know, I was on it, you know, any, anybody that was going to invite me on a show that actually wanted to hear me talk about some sports, 
I was willing to do it. So I was appreciative of the opportunity. Hello? Hello? Bob, you there? Bob, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but I can't hear you. Oh, my bad. I, I accidentally hit mute. Another, another classic of the Bob Sullivan <laughs> show over the three years where I have technical difficulties. Um, oh, the, the, the wonders of blog talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but over the uh, – was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, uh, this might be a little risky going on this show? Let's see. Back, actually, no, not not coming on your show. Even though we did used to hunt through the classifieds and uh, you know the 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 uh, the, the misconnections ads of like Craigslist, and that that, that was definitely oh, risky. Yeah. But I, <laughs> where you had me guessing whether somebody was transsexual or whatever the case, you know, or or whatever <laughs> very you know variation that you uh, would would come up with, those were a little bit risque, but really. You're probably at your 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 most uh, Howard Sternish uh, when you were hosting with EJ. That that was a good connection. That was a real good connection. Mm. Yeah, and I had my uh, my uh, Nate dog comment. Oh my god! Thick, yeah, thick I wouldn't have brought that thick one up, but yes, <laughs> the Nate dog comment. <laughs> Rest in peace, Nate dog, and the, uh, the all of his fans yeah. out there. But yeah. That was probably the one where I said, "Oh my goodness, okay." <laughs> where are we yeah, gonna go with that, this? That, that, yeah, that was the first time. Well, there there was many times on my show and EJ's where I there was times where, like after I like if I ever listened to it back, I'd be like, "Oh man, I probably shouldn't have said that." That was the first time <laughs> where, like mid comment, I was like, "Oh." Crap! This is a terrible. Like, what have I gotten myself into? With <laughs> well, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube after it's well, once it's out there. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Over three years, I think you made your debut in the fifties, and I, I in you know the fifty episode range, and yeah, over the over the years, yeah, we we definitely grown from doing, you know semi-intoxicated shows to professional <laughs> shows to, like, pretty much almost no swearing in episodes where, you know, I'd go on my diatribes at times in different uh, shows where there would be occasional F-bombs laced in there. I, I've, mm-hmm. I've been pretty uh, uh, profanity-free in at least 2015, and most of 2014 <laughs> is profanity-free. <laughs> I was gonna say you you gonna claim 2015? We're only a couple of days into it. I mean, I, te- technically, yeah, yeah, you're batting 100. percent You're batting 100. percent Yeah. No, um, I think a lot of that, to be honest with you, you know, not, you know, not not to bore your listeners, but a lot of that just comes from growth. Uh, you know, yeah, a, a greater understanding of uh, you know, of making a lasting impression. You know, so kudos to you for that. Um, you know, we we've got you know we we've kind of seen people come and go in this uh I guess industry. Hmm. Um uh, like, you know, people that are kinda, you know you know, their own 
doing their own thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what has irked you the most about people? Well, I, I, I have my own opinions, but what irks you the most about people who either ask you to be on their show or, um, you know, what's the thing that bothers you the most about the uh, podcast industry? Well, I, I, you know, I won't lie to you. you I, I'm, I'm, I really, truly am. I'm not even saying it to be like, oh, golly shucks, but I'm honored when people ask me to be on their show. So it doesn't really bother me. Um, I guess I can say this. The, the times where I have been annoyed in the past was if, say, for instance, you know, you're, you have an East Coast podcast that, you know, records at, you know, 6 o'clock Eastern. That's 3 o'clock my time, so I'm probably not off work. I've gotten – some of the folks, like, they've gotten an attitude with me, like, oh, geez. It's like, hey, listen, I live on the West Coast, so that's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm still in my work day. I, so if anything, it would, it would really just be that, you know, you know, folks not understanding that, uh, you know, if you, don't, if you don't live in New York, uh, you know, maybe 5 o'clock isn't always the best time. But beyond that, I'm always grateful, honestly. Yeah, it, Bob, I always try. You know, I I have kind of a, I have a flexible schedule, so I'm able to, um, you know, kind of uh, I'm able to accommodate to my guests, and you know, sometimes that means the only thing I can't accommodate for is the blog talk radio when. Uh, I don't have the premium account. I I don't pay the big bucks to get between, you know, 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. Central Time. But I try to accommodate to my guests as much as possible. And uh, really, my show wouldn't exist without the guests. The thing that bothers me the most is, you know, when people, like, the show, my show is more so about the guests. Like, it's your show pretty much for that half hour, 45 minutes, so to speak. It bothers me when people call in and try to, <laughs> you know, either go after the guest. It's only happened a few, a handful of times, but, you know, this isn't, you know, a call-in radio show, even though there's a call-in number for, uh, you know, callers, whatnot. But that's only happened a few times. But the thing that bothers me the most is, the people like I'll, I'll I'll try to tweet out, you know, what you know to a handful of people. Like if it's re- like uh, if you're on the show, like I'll tweet it to EJ and Jameson because you know we, we kind of grew together as a group there. But mm-hmm. it's when people just spam the hell out of you with their show. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't have gone there, but I will say this. Look, I you know I I try to be cool with everybody and look if you, you if if I see something or if you know if it's an appropriate time you know given that you know my you know my 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 timeline you know you know goes on our you know on Basketball Insiders website you know I I do my best to you know retweet or you know help you know help folks out but yes that is that is annoying when that just out of nowhere we're or when the only time somebody interacts with you is when they want you to you know uh, you know, help them you know, push their show. That yeah, I, I guess that is annoying, but you know, it it it, it you know what I, you know what I always chalk it up to? That's Twitter. It just is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I guess it, it's not necessarily an excuse for folks, but it just seem it it does seem to bring out a different side of folks. It does. Yeah. Well, what is you know what what's interesting to me is yeah, I started this when I was I think twenty. Uh, yeah, I was twenty one when I started this. So, mm-hmm. but. Uh, 
have you noticed that, uh, well, maybe I was 22, whatever, it doesn't matter. But uh, do you ever wonder, you know, we've seen like there's like those kids that are like 13 and 14 and 15 (laughs) that have started their own podcast. And, you know, it's kind of, it's weird to me, like, you know, I've had, you know, there's life experiences I've shared on the show that, you know, (laughs) that aren't you know, aren't necessarily unembarrassing to myself. But I wonder with these kids, if they're going to have kind of a, you know, one of those child star type moments where it's like, oh, do they just, give, you know, when the the lights don't shine bright on them when they hit 21, 22, and they're not getting offers from ESPN, what's going to happen? <laughs> well, this is what I can say about the younger guys that, you know, that, that, that do it. I appreciate it because, you know, like I think in my head, like, man, I never would have even thought to do that at 13 or 12 or whatever. And there have been a couple that I've interacted with. Um, I don't necessarily, you know, in terms of like perspective, in terms of like what they possibly could have even seen at, you know, at such a, you know, such a young age, uh, you know, it, it, it isn't necessarily always the greatest of conversations. I, I did, I did a couple shows with, you know, some of the, you know, some of those younger guys, but, you know, I don't knock them. I, I look at it like, hey, you know, if you get, if you've got the courage to do this, if you really want to, you know, the, the internet is a beautiful thing, man. It makes it so, it makes it easy. It makes it so that you know you can have a virtual studio and you know, and, and I guess uh, get your, you know, get your reps in, you know, early on and determine whether this is something that you truly want to do. So, uh, I, I hear you in terms of you know, you know, maybe it's not the most enlightening, you know, you know sports or you know, especially from a historical perspective, uh, you know, sports conversation. But I don't knock them, you know. I'm yeah. I'm all for them. What's your take as far as you know, uh, looking around, you know, Twitter. Well, actually, not Twitter, but the podcasting in general. Mm-hmm. When when I do my show, it's pretty much off the cuff. There's no there's no structure whatsoever. It's pretty much just a conversation. And then you know, you've never asked for. I mean, there, there might be a time where I'll just be like, yeah, we're gonna talk NBA, Lakers, all this stuff. But you you've never asked for what we're gonna talk about. So it's kind of comical to me when somebody asks to be on my show and then they want to break down a an outline of how. <laughs> I wanted, you know, of what what we're going to talk about. I'm like, I, I have no idea. Like, well, what do you do for a normal show? It's like, uh, it's a good question. I, I really have no idea. So most shows, are, some shows are hit and miss, which is, I mean, pretty much comes with the territory of not being prepared. But, yeah, I mean, some people just got to understand. You know, if you're going to be on my show, you got to understand it's, uh, it's pretty off the cuff. Yeah, and you know, and that's something that some you know some some of us have to get used to. I'm you know I I I used to be one of those guys where I kind of wanted to know so just so I could prepare for it. Um, now you know I, I'm you know obviously I've been covering the league for you know four seasons now. Uh, you know I, I cover you know I'm going to be at the Lakers game you know later on tonight, uh, covering it. Um, I'll say this. It, it, I don't mind going off the cuff because I know you and I'm comfortable with you. But I, I can see why some people would have that, like, well, wait a second, what are we going to talk about? Because, you know, it, it, it's not as, I guess, uh, it's not as natural for some. Um, over 
the few years that we've known each other, what has been the most ex- exciting thing that you've done personally? Not not because I'm not on my show, but what, what's what, what do you think the biggest step forward you've taken is? Um, you know, honestly, it was exciting. You know, when I got you know I got hired on by USA Today for a while. You know, a cup of coffee. You know, we had a six month contract. That was cool. Um, they flew me out to Vegas. I, you know, I covered my first summer league. That was actually really cool. Summer of 20, uh, 2013. Uh, you know, so that was a great experience, you know, all, you know, you know, being comped and, you know, all expenses paid and all of that stuff. You know, I, I, that's something that I certainly didn't anticipate when I started, my goodness, the, the original blog was real talk on sports and it was like December of 2011. I didn't anticipate any of that. So that was cool. Um, you know, doing national radio, you know, is obviously, you know, a, a, an awesome experience. Uh, anybody that knew me a couple of years back, you know, knows that that is, I would, I would have just turned it down straight out, <laughs> you know, but, you know, so doing it on a semi-regular basis, uh, now it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty cool thing, but, you know, you know, really it's more, I'm, I, you, know, you know, me, I'm a basketball nerd. So, you know, being able to, you know, interact with the players and being able to kind of go behind the scenes, go behind closed doors, you know, talk to the coaches every so often, you know, you know, uh, you know, to one of the executives or you know, you know, the coaching staff or whatnot. That's actually, you know, to me, that's that's the coolest thing. Who who has been the most interesting interview you've had? <sighs> uh, man, Steph Curry was actually really cool, but the one that was the most interesting was probably Kevin Love two years ago. Was it was that last season? Yeah, last season, Kevin Love. Um, you know the diff- you know how it goes. Like you know the difference between whether uh you know someone's going through the motions and just answering your question or whether they're actually looking to engage. Uh, so you know some of those guys, you know, and, and no disrespect to them, they you know they just kind of want to get in and get out. Like they'll answer your question. They're you know they're very you know very polite. I've only had uh one or two that you know weren't necessarily in the best of moods. You know for the most part, you know all the players and most of the coaches and you know have been cool. Uh, but you know the, the ones that give you that little bit of extra. Also, you know actually no. Let me take all of that back. Kevin Love was awesome. Damian Lillard was the best interview by far. Not only did he give you, you know, did he answer all of the standard questions, he's actually looking to engage in a conversation. So, like, if, if you showed, like, in some true interest and you, like, you pointed things out, he sat there for a good 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and and I, can tell, I can tell folks out there that's not normal. You normally get about two and a half minutes, maybe, you know, maybe three or four. Uh, yeah, he, he was actually the best. Do you think with um... – well, like with Willard and maybe even a guy like uh, Kenneth Fareed, I don't, I don't know how engaging he is, but with those type of guys where, you know, they're four-year guys uh, versus that the true attention they got was never, you know, it, it was really draft day is when they got their first, you know, full-on attention was like, whoa, mm-hmm. Willard just went sixth out of Weber State. Uh, do you think those guys are more engaging because, you know, they had to go through, you know, you know, four years versus, you know, coming straight out of AAU one year in college. Uh, the light was already, they've, they've already done these interviews and they're already bored with it. Uh, you know, Willard and Fareed, they never had that kind of attention. Do you see more of a difference with guys that have, you know, spent a few years in college that are starting to become stars? Well, I'll say this. I, you know, I, I do think it's mostly dependent upon just like the person and, and their personality or their willingness or desire to, you know, be good at that, you know, that aspect. But you know, there, there, there could be something to that. 
the, you know, you know when, when you're a, you know, a superstar, you know, the superstar of all superstars, and, you know, everybody's telling you from the time when you're 11 years old, like, hey, you know, you're going to be the greatest, this, that, and the other. And then you go through, you know, one year of college, and then you, you come out. Like, let's use Austin Rivers, for example. Great guy. I'll tell you right now, personally, awesome guy. But do I think he would have been better all around? Like, not just from a player, you know, not from a play, not just from a playing perspective, but uh, learning how to be more of a professional, learning, like, you know, like, how, you know, like the discipline that it comes to, you know, that, that comes with, uh, you know, you're developing into one of the truly great, you know, players. Uh, I do think that players that go for multiple years, it doesn't necessarily have to be four, but if you go for a couple years or, or maybe three years, I do think that you're better prepared all around. Was there a storyline in the NBA in your years so far covering the NBA? Is there a storyline that you've gotten sick of rehashing over covering? Okay, so here's one for you, and you'll and you'll get a kick out of this. I don't even know if I've ever told you this. I had Dwight Howard going to Houston about a month and a half before he actually, you know, announced the decision. That decision didn't come down to the wire. And I and, and and this this was hey look these were my learning this this was my this was my lesson because I had a you know a a, a, a good mentor out there his name Brian Gelsiler he's actually at Hoops Critic on you know like on um on Twitter good guy I I, I I worked with him a little bit when I was working with Sheridan Hoops and he told me like hey break the story don't be afraid to break the story and be like I said you know, like I didn't know any better I was working foresight at that time where um let's just say I was encouraged to not you know come forward with that you know with that information and uh yeah lesson learned I you know, so I could have gone ahead and broken that and you know and, and made you know not necessarily made a name for myself but at least you know you know snatched a few you know a few extra followers on Twitter and a few a little bit of attention at least um but mainly the reason why I finally decided not, you know, not to run it is because I was just tired of that story. I was tired of the, okay, might he go here? Might he go there? And then I guess the fear of of getting it wrong also played into it as well. But ultimately, yeah, I was definitely tired of the quote unquote Dwight Mayer, you know, saga. Have you gotten sick of the blaming Kobe for taking all the money? Well, it's not that I've gotten sick of it. It's, it's, I was just matter-of-fact about it. When, it. when he first got the deal, I said, okay, well, he could have technically gotten $32 million and he went down the, you know, the average of 25 so technically this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, he took the money. If he had taken less, could they have more talent on the team? Yes, probably. We established that. Let's move on. You know what I mean? Like, what? Some people, you know, like if you dislike Kobe Bryant or you dislike a certain player like LeBron or whomever, you'll, you know, you'll latch on to an issue and you'll just stick with it. And that's, you know, you know, that's your focus. Every time you bring him up, it's like, oh, well, like, oh, because you still have people that are saying LeBron, the way he left Cleveland, it's like, get over it. First of all, that was five, you know, that was five years ago now. Second of all, it wasn't, it isn't like, you know, he left you like, you know, like, you, 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 look, you like the team. He left your team, move on. He had the ability to do it. But you know what I mean? It's like that type of mentality. I'm not one that gets caught up on stuff. You know, like I'll, I'll speak on it and move on. So, yeah, I, I, that, that storyline, I, I have grown a little bit tired of it because it's just, okay, you know, yeah, he took the money. He could have taken less. Yeah. He didn't. Who Who is the most missed of all the athletes you or NBA players that you have interviewed, who do you think is the most misunderstood uh, publicly 
of all the guys that you've interviewed? It's interesting. That's that's a really good question. Kobe will be one of them. Um, is he every bit of you know you know what people think? Yes, but is he so much more than just that? Yes. Uh, misconception of to trying to think who like kind of threw me off. Um, I didn't anticipate. LeBron James being as forthcoming as he was, he was very you know you know very upfront, very you know open with the media, very given with the media. Um, he gave about he did about twelve minutes uh, you know with you know with a large scrum. Uh, was that last Christmas? Not not this past one, but was that two Christmases ago that that they were in in L A. Whenever that was, uh, um, yeah, he was yeah. very he he was very good, you know, very knowledgeable, very you know, and, and you know, clearly a student of the game. Like you know, as you as you spoke with him, you just you realized just how you know, like how much he you know he went back into the history and 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 really paid attention to you know, like you know, to to older players. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I guess that was a surprise because you know, like the the you know, the word on him was that you know he's probably self absorbed. No, nah, that wasn't it at all. He was that like I said, he was very down to earth and very giving. Couple more things before I let you go on this birthday episode. Uh, what is the best part of the Bob Sullivan Show experience? The best part is just that, it, honestly, Bob, you are just real. Like I, I never feel like I have to kind of. Well, for one, of course, I don't feel like I have to edit. <laughs> you, but I never feel like I like I, I appreciate straight shooters. I appreciate people. Even if I disagree with your take on something, I appreciate that you're saying it with your chest. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Like, no, this is how you feel, and this is how you know this is what you're going to say. Um, I never feel like you're uh, sugarcoating things. So for me, I guess it would be the you know, the rawness or the edge, you know, the edge that, that you know that that you always bring. What is the worst part of the Bob Sullivan Show experience? <laughs> when when you randomly bring up a uh, or, or or make fun of a dead a dead recording artist <laughs> stuff like that where you just there's no way that you can be prepared for it I guess that would you know, if I had to choose one thing it would be that mm-hmm. yeah that that was pretty bad and Nate talk I apologize <laughs> uh, um, I, I love your performance in Biggie song or Puff Daddy song. Victory. I, I love your performance in that song. Um, I didn't realize how much how much music that I listened to Nate Dogg has been involved in. So uh, yeah, I apologize deeply. There's, um, there's, there's but, a great uh, 21st century philosopher. I think he goes by the name of uh, Matt Ken, and he said it ain't a hit till Nate Dogg spit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Jabari, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, always love talking to you. I'm glad we met through uh, Twitter, the internet, however we met. It was great. I am uh, truly appreciative of all the time you've given me over the years. And uh, this birthday wouldn't be possible without guests like you, EJ, Jameson, uh, other guys I'll be having on my show later. Uh, I wanted to include you because you're obviously one of the best guests I've had. And uh, I love you, buddy. Honestly, Bob, man, you, see, you, you, you really catching me off guard with this. Nah, kidding. All, all jokes aside, Bob, you're one of the best that I've, you know, you're one of the best podcasts that I've ever done. You know, and I've done a bunch. You know that. Um, always interesting, always engaging, regardless of whether it's off the cuff or fully prepared. 
um, I always know, you know, for one, I got to bring it when I come on, and it got to be ready, you know, be kind of ready for everything. Uh, no matter what the case is, no, you know, no matter where we are, you know, you can always give me a call, and I'm, you know, and I'm truly honored to be on. So thank you for having me, you know, thanks for having me all these years, and, uh, you know, thanks for letting me be a part of this uh, special episode. Awesome. No problem. I appreciate you sharing with me. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, that'll do it for this half hour of the Bob Sullivan Show. Um, I will uh, see you guys later on Spreaker to conclude the Bob Sullivan Show third birthday. Jabari, I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care, Bob.